American songwriter, we had the opportunity to talk to Jacob of Major Murphy over Zoom audio. Jacob talks about being born and raised in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and how he got into music. He took piano lessons at an early age, but at 13, when his parents bought him a guitar, that's when music really clicked for him. He talked about his first bands in middle school and high school, attending college for creative writing, and how Major Murphy was formed. Jacob also tells us about the success of their first record, number one, and their most recent album, Access. The interview is up now on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. It'd be awesome if you check out our prior interviews and videos, which are all up now on both of those platforms. It'd be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Major Murphy. So our podcast is all about you and uh, your journey in music. And we'll talk about uh, Major Murphy and, of course, the new record that you guys just put out. Is that cool? Absolutely. I really appreciate the the opportunity. Thank you so much. Um, So uh, is the band from Michigan area? Yeah, we're we're in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Okay. Was that where you were born and raised? I was born um nearby in a town called Holland. Um but then was raised in a town north of Grand Rapids by about two hours called Traverse City. So I'm from born and raised in Michigan. Okay. Um in West Michigan. But um yeah, I moved uh, to Grand Rapids about 10 years ago. Awesome. That's awesome. And what yeah. about, uh, how'd you get into music? Um, just kind of was like a fan of music. And then when I was like 13, um, my parents got me a guitar for my birthday, which was pretty rad. And, um, it really, I don't think they expected it to stick like it did. It really just, you know, it was struck, struck a chord. Sure, sure. Was there an interest like in in guitar? Like, was it something you were you know begging your parents for, or like why did you settle on guitar? Yeah, it was kind of weird. Like, it wasn't really like, you know, I was. I don't. I don't remember at least like being like, "Can I please have a guitar?" You know, I think it was just something they thought I would enjoy. You know, like as a hobby or something. But as soon as I got it, it like just really became something I just wanted to do all the time. And, you know, I think I saw it as a a way of a vehicle to like express myself and the song, the songwriting pretty much started right away. That was kind of, Oh wow. Okay. What really, what really got me wasn't so much like the technique and stuff I was interested in. It was just creating spaces and making noise and putting the, you know, structures together and stuff that was all excited me sure sure was guitar your first instrument or did you were you in like piano lessons or anything like that as a kid yeah i i took i took about a year of piano lessons um when i was maybe like i don't know maybe like seven or so like um and that you know it was kind of like doing the like three blind mice and stuff and sure 
hot cross buns. That, it's <laughs> hot cross buns for sure. I was I was doing a lot of that, and I played trumpet too in middle school, and actually kind of kind of dug trumpet and like got a little further. You know, could like do read some music and um, but then yeah, at a certain point. I had to choose between band and like baseball in high school. Okay. And I chose to do sports. I played golf and baseball. Those are my kind of sports I was doing. And, but then the guitar came in, you know, that gave me a, I could go home and do guitar. And I always banged on the piano. Like I kept playing piano after the lessons, you know, I knew the basic chords and I would always, kind of be doing these like compositions and just holding the uh sustain pedal down creating these walls of sound uh-huh. and um i thought they were great and my parents i don't think they were as impressed i was like man this is awesome i don't know <laughs> i'm really good at this yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah but at 13 when you got the guitar that's when you you said you started writing songs right away pretty much yeah i think so yeah did you yeah. form like a band or anything when you were in high school or were you kind of busy with baseball and, and golf and, and everything else? Yeah, I had a band in junior high. Um, oh, wow. Okay. And in high school. Yeah. Um, and it was like, yeah, it was really fun. It was like, you know, it was like myself and a bassist and a drummer. And um, we, um, it was all songs that like, the basis and I would kind of write together. I was kind of more of the principal songwriter, but yeah, they're really, it's really weird stuff, but um, it was pretty cool to just have an outlet like that. Mm-hmm. Did you guys play shows or is it more like garage type thing? Oh, really? Yeah. What, was the, I mean, what were those shows like? Like, I mean, were you nervous as a kid playing or fun? I was, I think, you know, maybe a little too, confident and like looking back I wasn't that nervous about it um I just loved the the scene like the experience the performative nature of it and um like yeah growing up in Traverse City you know like there just wasn't and still really isn't a lot of opportunity to perform but there there were some you know like at a coffee shop or um you know i grew up really involved in like going to church and so there'd be opportunities like a youth group event might come up and there'd be something on a wednesday night you know you could maybe we'd have a chance to play um so stuff like that someone might throw a party in their barn you know you might go get to play a few songs in someone's barn that's um, cool. so it was like pretty, pretty, you know, it wasn't like DIY, <laughs> it was, it was pretty DIY and like, yeah, there wasn't like a lot of other bands and stuff, but you know, there were, there were, as we got a little older, like more in high school and stuff, there were other bands that had been doing it for longer and kind of, um, doing the DIY thing and they would rent out American Legion hall Okay. Uh, or like a VFW hall. And those shows were like, that was like the big time, basically. Like if you could play one of those shows for us, that was like, you know, it was a little bit more kind of like 
Like legit. It was a little more legit. Like there might actually be a promoter and uh, the bands toured, you know, the bands that would play those shows would like tour regionally and stuff. And um, so we got to do a few of those and that was, those were fun. That's awesome. When did it, like, did you go to college for music or like, when did it kind of start taking over more than, you know, golf or, or, or baseball? Mm, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I did go to college and I, I was, took some classes in the music department and before I like, you know, declared a major, I was like, maybe I'll do music. And I took a few classes um, and it just was pretty hard. It was like really, you know, it was, I, I feel like in retrospect, maybe I should have gone into the like engineering, like there was a, a focus where you could focus more on like the engineering side of things. I feel like that would have maybe suited me better, mm-hmm. but I, I just, I wasn't really aware of, of that stuff that much at, at the time. I, I considered myself like a guitarist and a vocalist, a performer and a singer. So I wasn't as like in tune with the mechanics of like recording music, even though now, like, I think I would have picked that stuff up better, but I was, yeah, I was trying to learn like music theory and soul, solfege and all, and all those kind of things, which are really I mean, it's it's really challenging it's like complicated stuff and it just oh sure it wasn't really inspiring me and to be honest i didn't really want to be there in the first place like i didn't want to go to school i wanted to just keep doing doing my bands and mm-hmm. uh doing the doing the local shows and stuff and just scale it up and just see where it went you know but you know my family was really kind of feeling insistent on like that this would be a good thing for me. And I was like, okay, you know, whatever, I'll see what happens. And <laughs> right. so I, you know, it was like, they, they were going to pay for it anyway. So I was like, well, this is, if it means that much to you. I guess I'll just see it through, you know? So I didn't really want to be there anyways. And I was kind of distracted and just, you know, I just the academic thing. I just wasn't, wasn't interested in at the time and so the music department wasn't really clicking and I ended up in the creative writing program and I actually really liked that I feel like once I got in there and I I made a couple relationships with a couple professors that I really really dug and that was cool I, I appreciated that but when I, once I got out of it, I was just like, okay, here I am back at square one. Like I moved to Grand Rapids and that's when, you know, I was like, okay, now I'm doing the music. And I just oh, dove into that pretty much full time. I'm sure the, the creative writing helps though with, with your lyrics and everything else, I would assume. Right? Yes. Yeah. I think that was pretty, pretty, uh, helpful. Sure. So kind of, kind of worked <laughs> the gr- in, a, the in a weird way. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't really get me. Yeah. Didn't go to waste. You know, it didn't, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess it's, it's hard. It's hard to look at the numbers sometimes and be like, geez, you know, I just think about the guitars I could have bought with that money or the rent I could have paid for. And I'm like, sure. And, but you know, whatever. <laughs> 
Yeah, for sure. Well, was Major Murphy happening when you were in college, or did that start after? No, that was Major Murphy didn't didn't start until about 2015. Okay, and how did how did the band start? Um. Um. So I was after after college. I I was writing songs and I was kind of doing stuff under my own name, mm-hmm. kind of singer songwriter stuff and. Um, I had done like one little EP and then I, um, I kind of wanted to start more of a band and I, I had a friend from college that I was singing with and, uh, we did an EP together. Um, and, but we wanted to kind of, you know, it it was just kind of like vocal acoustic music and then we wanted to get a, a drummer involved and I had a buddy who I had met through other friends I went to school with and um, he was doing um, open mic one night in Grand Rapids and I went to see him play and then afterwards I was like, hey, do you want to join a band and play drums? And I knew like he he was actually playing in another band as, with, um, as a drummer and it wasn't like, I don't think he had but I don't think he had played for a while, but he was like, okay, sure. And I had never really heard him play, but I just knew he played drums and mm-hmm. we got along. That was the, the main thing, you know, like we just, we were, we were buds. And so, um, then that was Brian, who is the drummer of major Murphy. So we started this band, um, in like 2011 ish. And we did that for a few years. Um, and it was like we were playing, song, you know, my songs, and then just you on guitar and, and singing, and and he would play drums. Yep, and okay, and then we had and we had another member, Laura, who was singing and playing piano, and um, so yeah, we did that, and then we kind of had a few other members that kind of came in and out occasionally, um, and we did an album, and we did yeah um some eps and we did that for a few years and it was like really americana like stuff and i think brian and i both got to a point where we were getting more into like kind of like psychedelic music and like um kind of like pop music in a way and kind of just like broadening some of our musical horizons a little bit and mm-hmm. just kind of wanted to like I, f- I think we both felt like it was going to be hard to evolve with project that we were doing um and kind of just you know hit hit pause you know it was never like band is over we never made like some big public thing that we're broken up or anything but um yeah, we just kind of, you know, told Laura that we wanted to kind of take a break. And so we just kind of like took a break for a couple of years. And there was a lot of music happening in Grand Rapids at that time. And I think personally, too, I just felt like I needed to go back to school in a way. I was like, man, I feel like I just like, you know, it was kind of like I started when I was young in high school and stuff and doing that was all like, it was more just kind of like 
rock and roll for lack of a better term. It was just mm-hmm. like doing trying to just make noise and stuff. And then uh I got into college and then there it was like, oh, I learned about someone like Sufjan Stevens or I started listening to mm-hmm. Feist and uh that made a huge impression on me. And you know, Iron and Wine was like I had never heard music like that. Like sure. well I had you know, I had like in the form of like growing up listening to some of my parents' music was kind of in that vein. Like my dad was a big James Taylor mm-hmm. fan and, you know, maybe stuff like that, like uh, some of that like 70s singer songwriter stuff had come through to me. But I hearing it in in the form of like Iron and Wine or Feist or something where it was that was like. I'd never heard anything like that. And that made a big impression on me wanted to do something like that. So I think it kind of went, you know, Fleet Foxes was a huge influence mm-hmm. for the band that we were doing. So, but it was, it, so it was really in that Americana vein. And I felt like I personally was like, maybe didn't really understand what I was doing there. You know, like it, it was cool stylistically, but I just felt like I, I was like in over my head a little bit. Like as we started playing out and talking to people about the project and stuff, they would ask me about references that I was just like, Oh, well, I don't know. I've never, I've never heard that album. Or I just kind of felt like I was in a position where I was like, I just needed to take a step back and really get into the music and like get into the craft and like spend some time there. And so that was kind of what I did for like, and there was a, like I said, there's a lot of music going on in Grand Rapids. So like, I just, I got a bass and I started playing bass in people's bands and me and Brian were like the rhythm section for a few different people in Grand Rapids for a while. Mm-hmm. And just like absorbing music and listening to music and just kind of dreaming, which was a process that we never really did with Antrim Dells. That was the name of the group that we were doing. So that was a cool time. And then, so then, yeah, after a couple of years of that, we finally kind of congealed back with major Murphy and met, had, had met Jackie in that time. And Jackie was a part of it and kind of started over. And is, so that's when the band kind of did its second, <laughs> you, you, uh, like formation of it, so to speak, mm. like you got it back yeah. off the ground again. Yeah obviously like it's a totally different band you know sure but the consistent thing i guess is that i'm writing the songs and brian's playing the drums Drums. very cool and then is that when you guys started putting together what became that first record um we did a couple eps before we did that record um and yeah and so some of the songs were on the first record were definitely around at that time. Okay. Um, oh yeah. It, I did see that you did like, were those record like you recorded a couple albums like at your house, right? Or were yeah, those EP- we did. Yep. Yeah. We did what a was couple that like? EPs home recording. It was amazing. And that, and that's kind of where too, where part of that whole kind of period of discovery for myself was realizing like, I can't, I need to, I can't just be like painfully ignorant about how, what it takes to record 
my voice and uh you know like i it just felt important to me to be able to to do some of that myself and to record music myself and so that's when i started learning and getting really excited about learning how to use a microphone in a really primitive way you know it's kind of just like a couple mics and i was kind of using like a cassette player a little bit but really just using garage band and just like getting a couple tracks going and there's so much you can do with that Mm -hmm. and kind of demystifying that process was important for me um so it was a really exciting time to be able to do that and uh just a lot of trial and error and kind of messing around with it yeah yeah that's cool and with those eps did you guys like at this point were you taking the band you know was that kind of the goal is this is going to be the career path. Yeah. And then, so once you got the EPs out, like how did you guys pursue that? Were you touring or? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, yeah, kind of through that process, we're able to meet Mike in Bloomington who has Russian recording as his studio. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we were, on tour and uh we were kind of just went through to check it out and um we're like this is pretty cool and he was like we should do a record and we're like yeah it's about i think it's about time to do something like a full length and so that really just kind of came together it was kind of yeah mike really kind of produced that record and it, it was kind of his you know but we had the songs sitting around and, and, uh, yeah, that's kind of how that one happened. I mean, and that's, that record just did really well for you guys. I mean, I'm looking at just Spotify alone I and mean, a couple of those songs, one of the songs has over 4 million plays. <laughs> I mean, tell me yeah, about that. that. Like, like, how did the, did you start seeing some, how did you start seeing some success with the record? Um, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously glad that happened. I feel like that we kind of hit like a sweet spot with where Spotify was at at the time. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's possible now, really, Um, with the way that the algorithms change and everything. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I think it's a good song, but it's also kind of, you know, you just kind of hit hit a jackpot sometimes or a little stroke of luck and that song happened to get on a playlist and a couple playlists and at the time it was possible to like rack up plays like that um so yeah that's pretty cool how that happened did that like a draw attention to you guys as far as like management or labels or or anything like that or was that already set in stone prior to we had we were already working with Windspear, which is the label that we work with now uh-huh. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I mean, we're still kind of looking for a manager. Um, and so I don't know. It gave us a few thousand dollars. That was nice. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Um, so that record, as far as I'm looking at here, it came out in 2018. Um, were you able to tour it? quite a bit or like, like tell me like progression. And then I'm kind of curious to see where you guys were at 
you know, a mm. couple of years later when, when the world shut down. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, we've never had a, worked with an agent. Like we haven't found someone yet that like would, you know, that just hasn't, hasn't come about for us. So uh-huh. for, for years I was doing it all myself, wow. all the booking. And then it got to a point where it was just too much. Like I just didn't want to do that anymore because it's like a lot a of work job in itself, right? It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of work. And, um, I just didn't feel like doing it anymore. Sure. And at a certain point too, we had done it, you know, for like, I want to say from like 2000, I mean, we were, we were playing kind of as a band, even before we were officially a band too, you know, the part of that kind of gestation period for around 2014, you know, there, we were playing, but it, it wasn't, it was pretty, of like an ensemble cast of people whoever was around it was it was cool it was really fun we'd just do a different name every night you know and just oh rad just really kind of trying to embrace the kind of like obscurity of everything you know but all throughout that time you know i was doing all the booking and so probably for and then all of before that i was doing the booking so i was i was i had been booking shows myself for years and so at a certain, and then one from 2015 to maybe 2019 ish, late 2018, I was still doing all the booking for Major Murphy. And at a certain point, you're like, we've done every bar, we've done every basement, and it's been awesome and we love it, but it's a lot of work. And it's kind of like, how many times can you play this place? And does it, how, what is it? how much further apart from like the enjoyment of playing to people and the practice, you know, from a kind of career standpoint, is it, is it, is it moving us forward? And then mm-hmm. there was also a certain point where like Windspear is like, stop booking these shows. Like they kind of would refuse, you know, because they were like, every time you play this bar, you know, some bigger regional promoters like, Oh, they already played the market and we don't want to put them on this, uh, support tour or whatever, you know, it started like getting in at a certain point for us, like it started getting into this. Yeah. We were getting in our own way and they're starting to try to get this like strategy about things. And so that's kind of where we were at leading up to like COVID. We were really not playing as a means of hoping to play. It was, it was kind of frustrating if I'm honest, but I, I also understood, you know, like, it was kind of maybe the next to be able to get us into that next air echelon or whatever, sure. you know, it was kind of what was, what was necessary to starve the market as it was, you know, yeah, cause presence. it's like, they're not going to want to put you on the show if they, if, if they think like, Oh, well then your fans might be like, well, they're going to play in like next month anyway. So we'll, we'll catch them the exactly. next time around. Exactly which I feel like people are now taking totally for granted. Like I've, I've talked to other artists that it's like, I feel like once everything opens up, people are just going to be like going to every show they can, because it's like how, you know, mm. now we all know, like this could all come to a halt. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh like, my goodness. Yeah. It's like, okay. It's a, it's a Thursday night. Like in, instead of like, eh, you know, I don't know if I feel like going mm-hmm. out tonight. Like people are going to be like, I'm, I'm going, I don't care. <laughs> I'm there. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> wow. So unfortunately, yeah, that kind of got getting in your own way almost came to a weird place because of everything mm. shutting down right after that. It sounds like. Yep. Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, with, with that, would, is that what kind of gave you guys time to write this new record or like, tell me about where the new record came in with, with COVID and everything. Yeah. I mean, the new record, we, we had it, we finished tracking on that. Um, like we, we, we did the main session was November of 2019. So we were kind of looking at 2020 as being like, I think like a lot of people, this was going to be a big year, you know, like, here we go. 2020 had a great ring to it. Sure. Like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we were going to, yeah, we were going to have this record and it, we were going to hopefully, yeah, be able to play a lot and everything. And so, yeah, it was mostly done like at the end of, um, at the end of 2019, and then we had a few more kind of overdubs and stuff we needed to do. And we did that February of 2020. And at that point, at that point, we're like, okay, it might be like kind of towards the end of the year, but we're still put a record out this year and it's still going to be an awesome year. We'll get some singles going before, you know, and then maybe in the summer or something. And, um, but yeah, that was like, like I said, like that was February. And then I'm, we were, trying to mix it we kind of did one mixing session at the end of february and then the mixing session didn't go as planned oh we didn't it wasn't it wasn't done it it didn't have anything to do with covid but it was just um we were trying to work with an engineer that we had never worked with before and it just was like a kind of a miscommunication like it was just like it didn't really happen you know and um so it was kind of like dang like okay now what right you gotta try again and then COVID hit that was like with the the session the mixing session took place um like at the very end of february and then it was like you know by like march 15th or something it was like the world was was over (laughs) and everything you know was was shut down so at that point it was like we were kind of, that was weird. It's kind of like a, I guess in some ways a double whammy mm-hmm. um, in terms of like, well, it was nice to have the, everything tracked and to just be able to have, I'm like, well, at least we have something, you know, to like kind of keep us afloat, you know, through this. Like it wasn't like we dropped the record in February. And then it was like, well, this is over. (laughs) Like we're not going anywhere. And how are we going to record again? And so I'm glad that I'm glad that we had, you know, something kind of simmering like that to just chip away at. But, but then between, but then between yeah, COVID kind of just slowing everything down and trying to figure out what to do. um, It took, it took like about six more months to like, finish the record and then yeah so i think by it was like it was around like august 2020 that it was like kind of finally done and then we started mastering and then so it was like the end of july that it was like completely done wow 
Yeah. And well, with that, like, were you guys, I know you did, you guys did like a, the spin sessions and some other mm-hmm. kind of virtual things was, were those like, 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 how is it, how, how'd you kind of like pivot knowing like, okay, now we have this record that we tracked and it's kind of, it, we, we need to get it out, but we're also not able to play shows to support it. Like, how do you, mm-hmm. how do you guys like kind of, you know, yeah, tackle I, that? Yeah. Yeah. The spin session, we actually, um, that, yeah, we recorded that and produced that ourselves. Um, before and then spin kind of picked it up which was nice oh that's Um, cool yeah but we did that um kind of just knowing like we need to have just something like these these are the kind of this is these are the kind of shows we play now so we just kind of yeah we self-produced that just to have it kind of in the back pocket and um we were able to just kind of send it around and and was interested in doing it that's cool that's cool yeah so you yeah. actually had that produced and it was like okay now we can try to pitch this out to people to try to get yep. you know the, the songs out there a little bit that's smart totally. um and then i saw that you guys also did um something like about a month ago too right at the wealthy theater that was really cool um that was really cool because that was um, obviously like actually in a music venue with the spin session thing, it was more of like a kind of like ad hoc studio kind of vibe uh-huh. with, in terms of it just being like a room and then um, having to do all the, there was actually was going to be someone who was going to do the production, like the sound production and that last minute they didn't work out. So like I kind of, scrambled to do that myself and um so yeah that was like you know you rig up all the mics everything and we were like monitoring through headphones and so it was more of like a studio thing whereas the wealthy theater thing is like as an actual theater venue with like stage monitors and there was a sound guy and like oh, that's cool was that the first time you, know, you had so, played so, like a venue in a probably a year right yes yeah yeah Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. The last time that we played a venue like that was January 2020. Wow. Um, yeah. So over a year. And uh, so that was really cool and really surreal too, because it was obviously empty. <laughs> um, so it was, not, it was, that was really weird, but it was, it was really cool to be able to feel like we were really, really doing it and um to have kind of the extra help too with the uh-huh. and that was and everything and that was through that the the your like local radio station it was also like an album release show right for for you guys yeah for yeah that was perfect too like to do something locally felt really good because throughout all of this like all of the album rollout stuff you know it's like so it's like so like i don't know what the word is detached or like you're isolated we're also isolated you know we're not seeing anybody you know like usually when you're putting a record out like you would just go out to the coffee shop or you go to the bar and just hang out with people and that was kind of how you plug your record you know like 
you're doing that anyways, but you know, you might play a show locally and then Mm -hmm. people hear the songs and the single is out. And there's just more of like, Oh, you're given, you're like literally just like giving someone a hug and they're like, Hey, I heard your new single. Like that's dope. And you're like, thanks man. But it's all just little blips on a screen now. And so like to, it feels like we're estranged, you know, from the local community. So to do that, thing with the local radio station was really sweet because it felt like kind of a grounding thing. It's like, yeah, this is, this is our home. You know, this is where we're from. We, we live literally 10 minute walk from that theater. So it, it felt oh, wow. like, it felt good to just be like connect locally for sure. Yeah. And that's a cool station. I mean, I came from radio. I've done radio for different markets for about 16 years and they're like one of those cool kind of, listener funded radio stations right like commercial free yep. and and i think yep. that's so cool yep yeah they that's, rock that's really rad that you're able to kind of help you know it's kind of like a both which you know they're helping you guys but you're also getting their name out and, and hopefully getting them some new donors and it's kind of a cool little trade-off absolutely that's awesome and then the new record's out um and uh What's I now that shows are maybe happening? I'm starting to see some <laughs> some light here at the end of the tunnel. Do you guys plan on mm-hmm. touring the new record? Um, yeah, you know, again, it's like it's weird with like we haven't really prioritized that, like mm-hmm. trying to pursue that because it seems so uncertain and like we don't. Yeah, we still we don't have an agent or anything, so like I personally don't have the the means to like. They want to get back into into it. (laughs) Yeah, in these uncertain times. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's kind of like I think I think we kind of hoped, you know, in some ways that like the timing of this record would kind of help us meet some of those people and get something out. I think the main thing that we're still hoping for is to hop on somebody else's tour. I think that's like, would be a good thing for us, you know, uh, yeah, like, a support. like a support, support act. And so we're kind of just like maybe waiting for that kind of opportunity. We're still kind of just in that space of like kind of waiting for everything to kind of sync up, you know, cause we're not, we're not in a position where we can really headline mm-hmm. do a headline tour, you know? Sure. And I would be, I would be like, man, you know, as much as I don't want to do the DIY booking heavily, like I would like to do like, you know, we know people in Detroit. We know a lot of people in Chicago. We know we've got friends, you know, regionally around and I would be down to like do some, sort of DIY stuff, but then it's, again, it's like, well, you know, you don't want to get in your own way and all that stuff. So we're kind of still there, um, in a lot of ways. And so just kind of buying our time and yeah, seeing what happens. <laughs> Very cool. Well, Jacob, thank you so much yeah. for doing this and, and, and chatting with me today. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thanks so much. Uh, for uh taking time to listen to the record and yeah for talking. i love it i love it um i have a quick last question for you i want to know if you have advice for aspiring artists um don't give up 
And um, that's the big one. Don't give up. Trust your, go with your gut. Trust your instincts. And just keep going. <laughs>